you got to be diligent to your plan. My plan was I'm going to make this work no matter what. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, I got Leanne Riley. Leanne, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm glad I'm inside. It's snowing. <laughs> is it snowing? Oh, man. Well, it is December, so, you know, that happens sometimes in Minnesota, right? Uh, so a little bit about Leanne. She's been teaching the art of real estate investing made simple for over 25 years. Forever in love with real estate. She's an expert at helping people buy, sell, and invest. She's an active realtor, and uh, she's proud to lead the Encore Investment Team with Realty Group in Minnesota. Uh, Leanne helps people get started or scale a portfolio without fear or confusion uh, using her proven profit formula coaching program. Her system of online training and weekly group coaching helps students acquire cash flowing properties in as little as 60 days. And uh, she also built a multi million dollar portfolio of properties, uh, including residential, multifamily, condo development, commercial, vacation properties all across several states. So lots more, but I'll let Leanne give the rest of the intro. So Leanne, why don't you dive in a little bit, give our listeners a little bit more about your background and what your focus is today. Okay. You know, I'm going to tell you from the very beginning, that story of how did I get in real estate, you know, and it was my I got divorced is what happened. And then I rented a house and I had roommates and I was tired of those roommates. And I was complaining to my older brother, Terry and Terry owned a bunch of rental properties. And Terry said, well, buy a duplex and then you can live in one side and the other side will pay for it. And I went, yeah, but I just got divorced and I don't have any money. And he said, doesn't matter. Yeah. And I said, huh? And that's how it all began because he helped me figure out how to do some a contract for deed and some seller financing and get that very first building in Columbia Heights. And it was a triplex. No money, no problem. Yep. No. And you know what? I used, I remember I used my credit card to get the earnest money, wow. the cash advanced of $4,000 is all I needed out wow. of my pocket. And I got that building, exactly. And, you know, many times they say friends and family is where you might get financing. And that's where I got my contract for deed, really my down payment. Okay, nice. So you, you bought it on a contract for deed. I bought used, it on a contract for deed and I got and, another contract for my down payment. <laughs> and you got a contract for down payment. So it's a double whammy there. So you got in with essentially no money down? $4,000 from $4, my credit card. Yep. Nice. Nice. And, you know, didn't have to worry about using your credit or anything like that. So then, then take, take me, let's go, let's go farther. What, what, what next? You got that one triplex. You're well, in one here's unit. Kinda, it's kind of a cute story because, you know, I'm not all that handy. Let's face it. Right. I'm smart, but I wasn't that handy. And, you know, I inherited some section eight tenants. The lawn was up to my knees. Mm. You know, it, it wasn't a great property. It was a great property, but it wasn't um, taken care of well, let's put it that way. 
So um, I had to learn a lot, especially about Section 8 and rentals and all that, but I, um, I needed a handyman. And I started dating a man who said, hey, my parents have rental property. I'm a handyman. Long story short, I married the handyman a couple of years later. <laughs> and actually, it was he and I who built the $14 million portfolio of rental property. Nice. Okay. And so, um, so you, you, you lived in the one unit and then you, you rented what? out the other two. Exactly. And then, so what, what made you just start buying more properties? I mean, you had that one, but what, well, what because was I was, I was living free, Yeah. you know, and it was like, wait a minute. I've been an entrepreneur all my life. See, that's just it. I've owned other businesses, but I just didn't understand the rental business. So as mm. soon as I got wind of how it worked, it was like, oh, I can do this. So that's when, and especially having a handyman for a husband at the time, that's a good combination. I'm the financial run the business systems person. And then I had someone who could fix them up Yeah. and, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. And so, um, did you have a job I owned a business. I owned a business and I actually was a magazine publisher. Okay. And I started the magazine for scratch and it was all hmm. about ballroom dancing, hmm. a national magazine. So I owned a magazine, ran a business, had about 10 employees, you know, all of that. Okay. And we owned several other newspapers. Yeah. My mom was in the newspaper business coincidentally. So, so you had this business, then you start the, the rentals and did you, how quick did you give the business up kind of fairly quickly no, or did you keep working? Going? I worked full-time at the business and the rentals was the side business. And when did the rentals become the full-time business or did they not? Yeah, oh, absolutely. They did. <laughs> they led a, us into a great life, but you know, the first it was hardest the first one. We all know that. We hear it all the time. The first deal is like the hardest, you know, which was my triplex. Yeah. But then the first investment property together was the hardest also because we didn't have a lot of money. And I remember I went to wealthy people I knew, family and friends, and I had a nice business plan and nobody would give us the money. Hmm. And I went to like 10, maybe 15 banks and everybody and said no. Said no. But I didn't let it stop me. You know what I did? By then, we had built a brand new house out in Ham Lake. Um, and I thought it up one day, a home equity loan. So Mr. Handyman put a screen porch and a big deck on our house. And I got a $40,000 home equity line of credit. And that is what we launched the $14 million business off of, that forty grand. And so were you, was the strategy still contract for deed or were you getting no, bank loans um, and you seeing the down? You, you know, and you teach this Todd so well about networking. It's all about networking. And by that time I had met several more people in the real estate business. And there was one, Mr. Handyman took on side jobs, right? And he met this doctor down by Lake of the Isles. And I think he did some roofing for him or something, but that guy had a connection to banks and uh, condemned properties. Mm. 
And his, he was trying to launch his son who was 22 years old in the business, who didn't really understand anything, but we befriended him. And um, we actually were, he would buy, he would get properties from the bank 10 at a time that were condemned and he would deal them out to people. And you guys, this is in the 80s. So just get this, 1988, maybe two, maybe 90. Yeah. And we would buy a duplex or a fourplex from him for $50,000 that condemned with all yeah. the papers. Yeah. And we would give him, he was, he, we knew him. Mr. Handyman did a lot of work for him and helped him rehab houses. Okay. So we worked for him. But he, I would give him $1,000, I would meet him at the bank, and we'd sign a quick claim deed. No no title company, nothing. Don't do it that way, you guys. Yeah, don't do it that way. <laughs> but that's what we did. So we basically, he financed us. We gave him $1,000. We handled our own rehabs, paid for all that. And some the first one, we were flat broke by the time we got to the end. But we got it done, got the tenants in there, and we walked away with $122,000 in a check. Once we refied it. So you refined then through a bank and then. Yep. You know, and then we, we just did to... it over and over and over till we had a hundred units in South Minneapolis. Wow. That's awesome. Duplexes and fourplexes. Yep. That's, that's great. So what you learned a lot of lessons along the way. What's a, what are some of the, let's maybe pick out, you know, one, two, maybe even three lessons that you learned along the way that you really use uh, still today that, that are still important for any investor, anybody, you know, looking to, to build a rental portfolio? Well, one of the lessons is you've got to track everything or else money's flying out the back door, you know, um, yeah. accounting wise and bookkeeping wise. And, you know, I thank my dear father for teaching me that because when I owned seven or eight newspapers, I didn't, this took real life to learn. I didn't realize that one paper was bleeding the other one. And that happens in rental properties. You have three or four. And if you're not tracking each separately, you don't know that one's making money and one's losing money. And yeah, it comes out in the wash. And so I would say one thing is you've got to track and know your numbers because then you can make a decision before you're in the red or something happens. You can start to, decide is this working or isn't it working and if it isn't maybe it's time to sell that one so that's definitely one super lesson i still use it today i track you know um and i teach people how to track their investments and really how to optimize them because that's important you there's ways to make more money but you you need to know what to do and then take action that's number two take action some of this stuff is hard. If you're a landlord and you have to raise the rent and you're sort of scared of the people, it's not going to work very well. <laughs> you have to take control of your business. That's number two, take action. And then when it's time to raise the rent, even in the eviction moratorium, the students in my coaching program, they raise their rents. And you, you know. can with the rightly, if, if you do it all legally and correctly and nicely, you can do that. Still raise rents. Yep. Absolutely. And let's see, number three is, um, it, I would say the third one that still today I use in all my businesses, you know, be kind to people and generous. And it always comes back. 
Yeah, that one's so, um, you know, I mean, so important. Just be kind, be generous, be be willing to give. It seems like it, it, you're right. It always comes back. And there's some times where you want to tell people to, you know, go take go go take a hike, right? And there's and and maybe sometimes you do, but for the most part, uh, I I think you know, killing them with kindness is going to be the better answer. Um, and I just I can think back of times where. You know, when I was younger and uh, wasn't quite that way, was maybe uh, didn't treat people the way they should have been treated or because they did a wrong to me, I thought it would be okay to, to you know, treat them a, a different way. And it, it never comes back in a good way, right? It's so, I, I think that's, that's such a valuable lesson right there is just, just to be kind and treat people with the respect they deserve. Yeah, and you just never know. I mean, it's amazing what can it, what I say is it opens your affluence or wealth door, let's call it, or your, you know, it opens it because that's the energy you have and put out there. And I know Todd, you give back all the time. And that's what I love about real estate investors. We're kind of open books. Yeah. Happy to share. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, so, so now a lot of what you do is through your education, your coaching. Um, you've got the courses, you got, you, you do a YouTube, uh, YouTube video. I have a YouTube, uh, YouTube channel, channel. Uh, Leanne Riley real estate. And you've got a meetup. I got a meetup, a couple of meetups. Yeah. Yep. So, so let's just, let's dive in a little bit to that. You know, for why, why did you start teaching? Um, you know, it's part of who I am is a teacher. You're a teacher. You know, it's part of who I am is always helping people succeed or move to the next level. And actually, even then, when I was doing all that inner city real estate, and just so you know, I managed 100 units myself with one staff person. And I didn't go there. The handyman guys were there. You know, I never went there. I managed it and usually and met a tenant at a restaurant or somewhere in a public place. But um, what I want to say is that it takes a team for sure. And but I have the gene of always helping people. That's just how I live my life. I'm generous. Yeah. And so it made sense to what do I know best here? I know real estate. And once we had, you know, the real goal of building that portfolio, yes, to make money, but also to help people. And I was able to combine helping, you know, we specialize in section eight inner city and I helped a lot of people and I learned how to, I actually invented a course, Todd, way back in the early nineties called the pride principle. And I taught landlords how to manage Section 8 property hmm. because it takes a delicate, um, a delicate boundaries is what I would call it takes, you know, to really respect the, all of your tenants. And yet you got to hold a boundary to who's the boss here, yep. you know, and those people, they never even knew that my then husband, Philip owned the property they thought he was the handyman and we did it that way on purpose yeah 
because he would say you got to call the office if you need something you can't talk you know i don't know yeah Uh, and that's the that's the way you have to handle it you gotta you gotta if they they, if they you know and really any tenant resident if they you'd rather i'd rather not them know i'm the owner i'd rather them treat me because then they're going to treat you differently uh if they know that you're the owner and uh, unfortunately there's a lot of uh misconception all landlords are you know evil and they're they all have uh they're all rich and filthy rich and they're charging us money and blah 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 but uh, i just think it it keeps the business the business and your personal life personal Exactly. And I love the part where I could help people because maybe they couldn't pay their rent or they got in some stress or usually it was a social issue happened to their family. I was very connected with all of the social service agencies and I still am today and I can at least direct people, go talk to these people. They'll help you come up with your rent, get you through this rough patch and then you can stay. And I've, I had tenants for 12, 14 years because we could help everybody. We're all humans. Stuff happens. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Leanne, what's a mistake? What's a mistake that you've made and, and how can our listeners learn from it? I have a great one. I, so I'm a numbers person, right? And you know, when you're looking at deals, if the numbers are great, that gets me excited. And I once bought a building on Chicago Avenue in Minneapolis South. And it, it was by the numbers. The numbers were killer, you know, but guess what? I was buying directly from the seller. And after I bought it, the seller lied. And I didn't have a cash cow on my hand. I had a bit of a problem. So I learned, don't always believe, you know, really do your due diligence is what I learned from that. Yeah. What, what could you have done differently? Anything, anything in particular? I could have interviewed the tenants or asked for an estoppel maybe to make, it was part, it was a commercial building. Um, it was a barber shop, a beauty shop, and a store upstairs and a business in the garage in the back. Got it. Yeah. And so the, the, the tenants that were there just I got leases, but they were bogus. Yeah, bogus leases. Tenants weren't paying rent. Yeah, well, it wasn't so bad. It turns out I owned the barbershop in the end. They were oh, chairs sure. that were rented, and I didn't realize that. Now I own a barbershop that I don't know. I don't know how to run a barbershop, and I didn't even know you needed a master barber, and the master barber quit. And, you know, like I learned quick. Yeah. So did you start cutting hair then? No, but I learned <laughs> how to get a master barber. Yeah. Barbers, barbers, you know, like I had to learn really, really fast and get all new leases. Yeah. I had to go way over my comfort zone. Well, and that's, you know, obviously a valuable lesson itself. We get getting beyond your comfort zone because you you had something that got thrown at you. You thought you were getting something different, which, you know, through obviously the seller was dishonest, but you didn't do enough due diligence. I didn't do the yeah. right due diligence. I did not. But but now you had to zig, you know, and you had to make some adjustments and you had to get creative in order to make this deal at least stay above water. Were you I able to? I, I owned it maybe four or five years. Were you able to make money on it? Yeah, I made money. And actually I bought it. I had some um, private money. 
Perfect. I bought it with, and I he made a bunch of money too. We both yeah. made money. Ended up uh, ended up a happy story in the end. It doesn't always yeah. end up a happy story when something like that happens. Um, so don't take Leanne's happy story for that yeah. it just happens to it's, everybody. It's only because <laughs> I was willing to be really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. and solve it. That's awesome. Um, okay, so somebody that's trying to get to the next level or somebody that's even just trying to start their their business what what does it take to get there what's it take to to be in that position to to be able to get you know you, you went from 0 to 100 properties like what yeah. what does it take to get there and and to do that you know it takes a plan and it takes really a lot of energy and diligence. Like you, when you make up your mind to build X business, um, it takes a plan, but then it takes all those coaches and mentors that help because I utilized all of that. The people that knew more than me, I wasn't afraid to ask the question. I was afraid a lot of times and Sometimes like take that building that had all that happen. I buried my head in the sand for a couple months first, you know, because <laughs> I didn't want to face it. But then I was able to make some phone calls to people who knew more than I and ask for ideas and suggestions and then do them. So that's what I mean by you got to be diligent to your plan. My plan was I'm going to make this work no matter what. When you talk about mentors, you know, a lot of people struggle how do I find a mentor? Where, where do I go? What do I do? Uh, I'm looking for, for help. Uh, what, what's your advice? Well, I would say, you know, you can always Google it and all that, but then you need to meet with each one and see if they fit. It's all right. about the fit. If their style and what they're teaching is what you're looking for. Um, because if you're um, like, in real estate, there's, you know, seven, 10 strategies, make sure that they're teaching the one you're wanting to do. And if you don't know which strategy, you better get some help and nail that down. Because I and that can all happen by talking to the different prospects that you might want for coaching, all depends on where you're trying to get to. And I would hope that they're there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, they should be there to where right. they're they, they, hopefully. Well, at least at least they're on their their journey, right? A good way. Uh, there, a good yeah. way. A good and way. ahead of you. They got. Uh, yeah, they got. They better be well ahead of you. Yeah, you know, years ahead of you. Um, and and I think uh, I like that you're talking about really getting to know them and, and meeting them and making sure that they fit because I think a, a good mentor has, it doesn't, they don't necessarily have to have the same personality as you, but they have to have a personality that you're going to uh, enjoy being around. Their drive is going to drive you. Right. Um, and, and, and it's different for everybody, right? Some people will respond really well to somebody who's super energetic and excitable. And some people don't, some people want somebody that's more stoic and some just, you know, so everybody responds to different people. So you got to figure, okay, who are you going to respond to? What kind of values do you, do you want that person to have? Um, you know, here's the other thing. I'm a certified master coach trained, you know, as a life and business coach. And yeah. I think that makes 
a difference because yes, I know real estate, but now I get to add my coaching skills, which are uniquely different that everyone has their own answer, you know, and we, we have to help them find it their way and a commando coach. Cause I, I once, He's a very well-known, wealthy real estate person. I won't name names, but I once, he lured me over to work for him. I didn't, and I haven't worked for anybody but myself for 30 years, but someone lured me over for a short time. And the deal I made with him was I'll come work here. If you personally will coach me, he's retired now at a young age. That's how wealthy he was. And he said, okay. And he was a horrible coach. He was a commando coach you know, just do this and do that. Well, that didn't motivate me. It didn't work for me. Getting a list of go get this done didn't work. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and that, I think a good coach is a, is a guide, a good mentor is a guide. They're not, they're not a task giver. Yes. If you need somebody to give you tasks, then go get a job. But if you need somebody to guide you, if you need somebody to give you some advice or ask you good questions, that's the other thing. A good mentor or a coach is going to ask you good questions. Yes. They're not going to do it for you. They're not going to tell you exactly what to do. They're going to be your guide. They're going to be, they're going to be your Yoda, right? That's, that's what I look for when I, look for mentors is who's going to be able to be my Yoda, not who's going to give me all the answers. Cause again, if you need all the answers, if you need somebody to give you all that, then you just need to go get a job. And it, I agree with you. It's so important to make sure you fit because I, I have a digital marketing program, you know, it's online, mm-hmm. you buy it and then you get the weekly coaching. And I had to learn how to be a digital marketer. So I yeah. hired a very well-known digital marketer and personality wise, we're not, we're not a good mix. And I had a hard time listening to all his videos, you know, and the digital marketer. Yes. His style and mine don't match. And it became so hard for me to be, and he had way too much content and yeah, it was just difficult because it wasn't the best match. Now he, he's a top digital marketer and I use many of his things, but I had to I had to get over my resistance to him. So Leanne, what do you do? You've got the coaching program. What do you do to, to market it, to sell it? Let's talk, let's talk that um, strategy. Oh, um, I add, I used to use Facebook a lot, you know, so and were that's, you paying for ads or. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I do teach people all over the U S so I have beginners and portfolio builders from different States you know, somewhere in the middle of all this, I took a gig coaching and training for Dean Graciosi and the Property Brothers and those guys. And the part of the job I loved, I love to travel. Just so you know, I just bought an RV. I'm really excited. You're going to go travel around the country? I'm going to go hit the road. Yeah. And I bought nice. a new Dodge Durango to pull that bugger. Okay, perfect. So I'm in my truck now and yeah, just got the RV. Anyway, I love to travel. So I took this job where I was coaching real estate investors all over the United States. And what I loved was the part where I got to go to wherever and then help them find real estate deals. And because I got to integrate the travel with the real estate, Mm. but I learned a lot about a gazillion markets through that. 
and cities. And I've been so many places I would have never been looking at real estate because of that job. I did it for a couple of years. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> awesome. So, all right, let's, uh, let's shift a little bit. Um, I got a couple questions I want to ask you here. What are your goals? Um, what are your goals moving forward here over the next, you know, couple of years? Over the next couple of years, um, I run a team of realtors, the Encore Investment Team. It's to build the team because an investment property realtor is different than a residential realtor. And there's a unique skill that um, I have now taught to them. And back to that purpose, a couple of years ago, three years ago, I decided I'm, I could retire, but like, I'm not, you know, that's not like in the cards for me. I like to be active and I have a lot of energy and things to teach. Yeah. So, you'd, get so you'd get so bored. I just, I know you, you'd get so oh, bored being retired. Yeah. It would have worked. Do, you'd go, you'd be back at it within like two months. I know. Oh yeah. In fact, I'm looking at a new thing of RV rentals now. Are you? Okay. Instead of short-term rentals, I think I'm going to do RV rental. I love creating something new. Let's just face it. Yep. So what's up for me is some traveling and you'll be seeing me um, traveling realtor. I'll be interviewing people in person out there. Okay. And checking out real estate markets and all that in my RV. But I also have a nice solid team of realtors here to help investors. So I'm building the team and I actually... What's coming, I'm so excited. One of my agents is going to be my full-time assistant now. And so that helps me transition a little bit more to be able to travel. That's great. That's so I'm great. excited about that. And then my, you know, there's always new education to add to the proven profit formula. And that's what I like about checking out other markets. And I know you're all over in a lot of markets. Um, that's how you learn. How do they do it there? And then you can bring that home to how we do it here. And the other thing I got to say to you, people listening, you know, the name of my company is Real Freedom Now. And the reason it's that is way back with all those rentals and the hundred units. Here's the cool thing. We traveled with our children every summer, all summer in an RV. And I've already been all over the whole United States and a bunch of Europe in an RV. That's why for me, that's how you live with real freedom. Yep. I love it. So Leanne, you've got your program and you got to have some like real golden nuggets that you're really proud of that you put in there. What, what's a golden nugget or two that you can pass down that that's in your program that so people have to pay good money to what can you give our listeners for free today? That's something you're really proud of that's in there. I think one of the things is the, I have in there the seven secrets to a wealthy mindset and it's part of the program. And I know at the conference, I did one little tiny, tiny nugget piece of that, but it's a, that I, that's that mindset piece of bringing it to you, the abundance. And it's about having that open mind. And we all, there's so many ways to get that. Um, and one of them, I love this where you said, you'll never retire. You asked me about my favorite book. And right now I got a book called Icky Guy and it's spelled 
I-K-I-G-A-I. And it's a Japanese word where they study how the blue zone communities have happiness. And one of the things is they don't have a word called retire. Mm. And what leads to happiness is being busy doing what you love, your purpose. Yeah. Fulfilling. And that's fulfilling. how I've designed my business. And that's part of those seven secrets to a wealthy mindset. I realized three years ago, okay, what do you want to do, Leanne? Now you got to get this out into the world. You can keep teaching people one at a time, or you can teach people. And that's why I went into the digital marketing because it gave me a way to get access to more people. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I, I thought when I was younger, uh, when I actually started this real estate uh, journey, one of my goals was to be able to retire by 40. And I am turning 40 in a month and I, oh. I certainly could retire if I wanted to. I have zero desire. I actually now, my goal is to be the old guy that walks into a closing, getting a 30 year mortgage when I'm 95 years old. And people go, what are you doing getting a 30-year mortgage when you're 95 years old? And I go, well, I'm buying more real estate. Well, what are you going to do with this property? Well, I'm going to renovate it. And we're going to get, you know, we're going to raise the rents and and uh, we're going to sell it in five years. And that's the guy now that I want to be, not the guy that wants to retire when he's 40 and then do what? Like nothing. It's not fulfillment. You're absolutely right. And uh you're, you're living a cool life. I would love to do some of that. Of course, I've got young kids, so I can't do that right now. But um, well, I guess we could if we wanted to homeschool, but it doesn't fit in our life. Um, but yeah, just being able to travel, being able to explore and do things and learn new markets and meet new people um, and still create. I mean, you're still creating, you're still building, you're still running a team, you're still having your uh, coaching program. And that's fulfillment that sounds uh, amazing and i'm you know i'm sure you're doing it because you love it i'm doing it because i love it but it's also think about it real estate is about passive income mm -hmm. and a program like i developed digital marketing that's passive income because yeah. it's all done Evergreen. but what i love is my group coaching my weekly group coaching where my students get on there you know yeah. i can be the proud mama of this all these people having success in real estate and it's my very connected people you know yeah. yeah so what a great way to get some income but yet really fulfill my large network of people and same with my team i bring in the leads and all that and they do a lot of the running around because real estate you know showings are they're not that fun always <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> Yeah. So my team really carries out all of that. And my yeah. beautiful network I've built over 25 years, I can still be in touch with all those people and get them the results that they want. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Leanne, uh, it's the, it's the season of giving right now. What, what do you like to do? How do you like to give back? Obviously, you've got your mentoring, your coaching. That's a massive part of how you give back. Are there any other ways that you like to give back? I do like to volunteer, you know, and I think 
even when I'm traveling, I was thinking of ways I can volunteer and I know I'll find ways. But, you know, through my church volunteering and I have a heart for domestic abuse and I volunteer there. And so more of the volunteering is how I give back. Awesome. That's, that's so cool. I, I love it. And I, it's been a big kind of passion of mine is to really be more uh, thoughtful about how I give back. So I love hearing what, what other people do. And, I, and you're doing it, like I said, you're, you're doing a ton with your, with your coaching and just with, with how much you give to other people and teaching them, but it's uh, it's great to hear what other people do. So um, all right. So last question before we wrap up, what are your three pillars of wealth creation? Okay. I would say one of the biggest ones is figure out what your life purpose is and then live that purpose. And that that's so critical. And I, you know, I'm a, you call some people seminar junkie, but one particular training program, Landmark Education, made a big difference for me and helped me find that purpose. Mm. And it's a home for all people. And then the other one is believing in yourself, because that's critical as you grow a portfolio or as you step over the cliff, just believing in yourself that you'll figure out if you feel like you're falling, just you'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, and I guess the third pillar goes back to the be generous and kind. Hmm. Nice. I love it. Yeah. Live your life on purpose, believe in yourself and be generous and kind. So powerful. Uh, Definitely going to definitely three massive pillars of of creating wealth. So I love it. Leanne, thank you so much for joining us. A ton of good value, fun stories. Um, How can our listeners get in touch with you, learn more about your coaching program, just learn more about what you got going on? Um, It's really easy. LeanneRiley.com. It's spelled L-E-A-N-N-R-I-L-E-Y.com. It's pretty much all on there. You can read more into the coaching or the Encore investment team or whatever. Awesome. Leanne, we'll put that in the show notes. Again, I thank you so much for for joining us and a ton of value you're able to uh, add to our listeners. So you have a fantastic rest of the day. Great. Thanks so much for inviting me. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also, look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to 
coachwithdex.com and check that out. And uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.